Welcome back, Snack Queens. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today we have Lan on the podcast. We are so, so excited. We haven't had a guest in a little bit, so we're really excited to ask her some questions. And yeah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Super excited to chat with you because Annie and I have both followed you for a while. We were here when your fitness days were like the first things that um, you were posting. And I think it's really interesting that you made such a strong shift between posting about exercise and then now it's more just general health and wellness. Can you talk a little bit more about that, especially for the people that don't really know what I'm talking about from your super fit days? Yeah. So I started off my page as like a typical like Gymshark girly, although I never like wore Gymshark, but like, you know, that era on Instagram where I was like fitness baddie, like always in the gym, like girls are like counting their macros and on these intense diets and like, you know, like all like the diet culture things of like the fitness world, like almost like the Whitney Simmons and like I don't even know, like just like all like those OG girls. And that's kind of where my page started. It was very fitness heavy. It was like weight loss. Um, It was like before I kind of woke up and was like, wow, I'm like being really restrictive and like overdoing it. And I slowly started to like research personally about wellness and health as a whole, as opposed to just the fitness aspect, as opposed to just like what you eat and how you're moving and more into the overall well-being. So like your mental health and taking care of your mind, your body, and your soul. And I think that got sparked interest around like the whole Kenzie Burke food combining era, because that's when I started to be more into wellness and being plant-based and knowing the why behind having certain types of foods, like what is the benefit of having a protein or what's the benefit of having a plant-based protein versus like an animal protein, like what benefits does that give my body? Um, And then going through like holistic roots of healing myself, whether it be through bloating or stomach pain or headaches or trying to balance my hormones, I started to gain a lot of interest and curiosity in those areas. So that's started to be reflected on my page. I've always been super organic and authentic with what I've been posting and what's going on in my life is what's on my page. It's essentially like a live public journal of my life to a certain degree. And so that's why you've seen my page go from like the super heavy fitness page to something that's more health and wellness and definitely more in the lifestyle space because as I've grown as an individual, so has my page. And it will continue to develop and evolve. And I think that's the beauty in it because if I force myself to continue to stay in this like fitness box, I don't think I would still be posting because that's not what my life looks like anymore. Like it would be very inauthentic to who I am. So my page is definitely more heavy on mental health focus because that's like a big part of my life, like journaling, going to therapy, breaking the stigma around mental health and trying to educate and make people more comfortable around talking about their mental health to their friends the same way they would say, oh, I have a stomach ache or I have really bad cramps right now. Like if you're feeling depressed or anxious, I want it to be like the same sort of conversation. So yeah. I want to go really specific on the shifts that you made in exercise, sleep, and your just overall wellness. So can you give us a shift that you've done that's like better and more evolved than you were back then. So like starting with exercise. Okay. So for exercise, I definitely think I'm a lot more 
flexible and easygoing on myself. I used to be really hard on myself. Like if I didn't work out every single day or if didn't work out six days a week, then I'd be like, oh, that's my God, that's so terrible. Like you are failing at your fitness goals. Like you're going to lose all your progress. I had a lot of like this negative self-talk, which is so far from the truth. Like one day, one week, two weeks, a month is not going to take away your progress. Yes. Maybe when you get back to the gym or that workout class, or you go on your first walk or run or whatever sort of movement you're doing, you might be a little bit sore. You might find it a bit harder, but you haven't lost all this progress that you work towards. It's kind of like you go through school and like you have summer break, like your brain doesn't like automatically forget everything that you've learned. Like it builds on it. Right. So I feel like I've been a lot more gentler on myself. I know that I don't have to just do like one sort of movement and stick to it. Like it doesn't just have to be weightlifting. It doesn't just have to be Pilates or reformer or spin or running. I can do all these things and integrate them. And maybe some weeks I run a little more and I don't really do conditioning or strength training, or maybe another week, all I do is strength training. Or maybe I go through a phase where I'm a little bit more into Pilates and stretching and yoga and these super low impact movements. And that's totally okay. Um, I'm more about intuitive movement. So listening to like what my body wants that day, if I wake up super sore and I don't have a lot of energy, I'm probably not going to force myself to go to a class like Barry's boot camp or orange theory or something really intensive like that. Maybe I'll opt for like a hot Pilates chill class. There's a hot Pilates studio here in Toronto where the lights are off. And I literally do the workout 90% of the time with my eyes closed. So maybe I'll opt for that that day. Um, but in the past I probably wouldn't have, I probably would have forced myself to do the super intensive workout because I was like, this is how I'm going to get that ideal body that I want. And that's how I'm going to maintain it. Okay. Now let's go into sleep, but we could also do mental health. So what is like one shift there? So sleep, I used to neglect sleep a lot. I definitely do go through phases where I like kind of push sleep as like the last thing, like I don't make it a priority, but it really is a priority. And sleep is like just as important as maintaining a healthy balanced diet and having active movement in your lifestyle. Sleep is when your body recovers. So I really try to encourage myself to go to bed early, try to get at least seven to nine hours per night and really like focus on that quality sleep. You could go to bed for quote unquote nine hours. But if you're up or you've like looked at a lot of blue light before bed and like you're aren't you aren't getting to the super deep sleep, like you're not going to wreak the same benefits as you would if you had like a six hour super deep therapeutic, I guess you could say sleep. So I love making my bedroom an oasis. I love to keep electronics besides my phone outside of my bedroom. I don't bring my laptop onto my bed. I only have my iPod, iPad on my bed for reading and it always is on night mode and it goes dark. Like it's like black screen with white ink for reading. And I just keep my room like very calm. I like to use, um, like I have a diffuser and it has like a candlelight on it or I'll light a candle. Just like setting up your space before you go to bed is really important. And then I love waking up to the natural light. So I have my, I have like these like light filtering blinds or curtains, I guess you could say. Um, I don't close like the harsh blind in my bedroom because my bedroom does get pretty dark at night. And then it's really nice because I just wake up with the light in the morning. And if I want to sleep in, I'm still able to. So just like don't neglect your sleep. It really can impact your mental health. I notice on days when I don't get a lot of sleep, I'm super anxious because then I also have to rely on caffeine more so, which isn't like super great because that also spikes anxiety. So just like really focusing on 
trying to encourage myself, kind of babying myself into getting like those seven to nine hours of high quality sleep. Okay. My last thing is wellness. So anything that made you like shift from being so obsessive about anything in wellness to like being more normalized about it. I was just tired of like having every single thought consume around food or working out or the scale and it gets exhausting and you kind of hit like this breaking point where you just want to go back to feeling quote unquote normal and just to be able to live your life outside of your head and to just like eat the food because you want to eat the food and do the movement because you want to feel strong and not because it's a punishment. Um, This breaking point, I want to say was like just before the pandemic hit, maybe like early pandemic. And I was just tired of it. So I started to surround myself with individuals who had the mindset I wanted to achieve so that I wasn't having conversations continually about like, oh, like I ate so much of this or like I feel guilty surrounding this or like, oh, I didn't work out today. Like that's bad. Like all like this negative talk, this toxic talk around these subjects. I didn't want that in my life anymore. It's not that I like was like, bye, never being friends with you. But I just didn't encourage conversation with those individuals that had that those conversations with before. And I tried to include individuals in my life who had this healthy relationship with food, whether they always had had that healthy relationship with food and exercise in their body, or it was something they had, they were a little bit along further in their journey to encourage myself. And then same with following people on Instagram who promoted body positivity, body neutrality, a healthy relationship, recovering from eating disorders who were like successfully recovered, not like in the early stages, because I feel like then like you still like tip back and forth, like you're still learning the new language and everything yourself, but just really surrounding myself with people who I wanted to be like and who I wanted to embody. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a really good tip. And there's a lot of people listening that I'm sure are experiencing currently or have experienced similar situations to you. So I'd love to hear that um, or like one thing that you wish that you would have known in the beginning of your journey that you think could be helpful for other people to know that may just be starting. You don't need to have this all or nothing approach. You won't lose or fail at whatever you're trying to achieve, whether it be wanting to put on weight or lose weight or maintain your weight or just like live a healthier lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Like it's not, if you've like have like this streak, like kind of like think on Snapchat, like how you have this streak of like Snapchatting someone every single day. And if you don't one day, then like you've lost it all and you kind of have to start all over. That's not a good mentality to have. You can say like Monday to Wednesday, you did a really great job. Like you woke up at the time you wanted to wake up at. You did all the things like on your morning routine. You did all the things that you wanted to check off on your to-do list. But Thursday comes around and maybe you slept in a little bit and you feel a little bit more sluggish that day and you take a rest day that day. That does not change all the hard work that you put in on Monday through Wednesday. And that doesn't mean you should just give up. You wake up again the next day or maybe Thursday you decide, Like say maybe Thursday morning, you didn't really have a breakfast that satisfied you and like left you satiated. Hey, we still have lunch. We still have dinner. We still have snacks. Like we have opportunities to turn our day around and we don't have to just throw away everything because we slept in a little bit and maybe we didn't have time to do our proper morning routine. Just like pick up yourself and keep on going forward. And there's no shame or you should feel no guilt in having your routine change. Life is supposed to be like ups and downs and it's really going to only hold you back if you have this all or nothing approach. I want to shift into content creation. You, I think, fell into this career 
kind of on accident, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. But from what it looked like from an outsider point of view, you were posting so much about your fitness and everything. You gained a lot of traction. Um, I want you to give tips to someone that is listening that wants to be quote unquote influencer. How did you grow your account? Was there is there something that you think is different from you compared to other people? And that's what makes you grow, because I feel like you've grown really, really quickly. Um, Yeah, that would be great. Well, I would say like it was intentional. Like I grew up watching YouTubers. I wanted to start a YouTube channel when I was 12, but my parents never let me. Um, I did start my Instagram for fun in first year of university, but I never expected it to come what it was. Now, does that mean I didn't work hard? I didn't think of strategies or like want to grow my page? Of course, I wanted to grow my page. I think anyone who has an Instagram, even if it is for like personal uses, like just a normal page that you would have in high school or even university, like you still want more followers, you want more likes, you want like more engagement and all that stuff. Um, But I would just like focus on why you're creating content. If your only why is to gain the followers, then you're easily going to get burnt out. You're not going to know what you want to post or what like encourages you to post, what motivates you and inspires you. Like you need to figure out a deeper reasoning as to why you're sharing. For me at first, like I loved food and I loved working out and everything. And I wanted to share that with others because I always got questions by my friends like, oh, how did you make that? Or like, what do you do in the gym and stuff like that? So I started to share that stuff online. And then obviously as my interests evolved and like I found other passions, I wanted to share that again. And I noticed that I really loved motivating people and inspiring people and connecting with people. And social media was my outlet for that. And so that shows through my content, whether it be on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, my podcast, like I just want to connect with as many people as possible and have them hear my story and also feel heard themselves and know that they're not alone. So like just having like that underlying reason as to why you're creating something, people will see that it's the same thing, how like a brand or a company, they have their mission and their vision statement. Like you need to have that as an influencer or a content creator, even a celebrity, like you have a personal brand. Like that's the whole reason why like the Kardashians work. They have a personal brand. Like they have something that people go to them for, whether it be like comedy or Kim's fashion style, or maybe, I don't know, Kourtney Kardashian's health tips from Poosh. Like, I really don't know, but like, you have to have that why. And that's like, it's going to show in your content. Your content has to be valuable. If your content doesn't provide value in any sort of reason, why are you going to follow? Why would someone follow you if they're not gaining something from it? Whether it be a tangible takeaway, like a piece of advice, whether it be maybe they post really aesthetic photos and that's really inspiring and people save those photos for like mood boards or inspo. Um, Just like providing value is like how people are going to want to follow you. And then engaging with your community, engaging with other individuals in that niche that you're drawn to, engaging with your followers, always answering DMs when you can, like encouraging conversations with others is really important. Yeah. So I know that you have your personal page and then you also have your daytime job. So I'd love to hear like if there's a connection between the two, if one led to the other, um, what's that overlap like and how do you balance all of that? Yeah. So I would definitely say that like I do have an education in marketing, but I really don't think my degree got me my job, if I'm being honest. 
Um, my first internship was for a protein pancake mix company and I did their socials and I got hired because my own page was my portfolio in a sense. It proved that I was able to create content. I was able to write copy, which is like the captions. I was able to engage, like do community management. I was able to grow a page. So I guess you could say that like my own personal stuff led me into my career. Um, and it just like, giving got getting that one opportunity started my like more professional portfolio so like because of that I then had that portfolio of growing that brand's Instagram as well as the reference from my past manager there to get my next job which was at Green Fresh Media and I was a social media manager there as well and then I gained more experience that then led me to my current role at Mutual Friends so it wasn't really ever intentional like originally I really wanted to like work for like a PNG or a Deloitte or like a super corporate company and like have that corporate nine to five, like the traditional, like you have like one role and you're responsible for like a few select tasks. Um, but yeah, I would say like my own experiences and learnings and being a self-learner and self-starter in my own socials and learning how to grow that myself definitely led to my career. And I used that as like this is like why you should hire me. Like I was able to do all the stuff on my own with no one paying me. And like, if I work for you, like I can do the same thing. Yeah. So a little bit like more nitty gritty on that. If someone is starting an account, uses all the tips that you provided, but they want it to be their career. What's like one tip that you would give career wise now that you're kind of in that position? It's a little bit different than it used to be. I would definitely set aside time like each week to create content and really think about your strategy. Like, okay, like, I've started my page now, like maybe you have a hundred followers, like what's your next goal? Like the same way, like a business sets goals for each quarter of the year, you want to set goals for yourself. So say you have a hundred followers now and you average 50 likes per post, maybe in the next three months, you want to have 500 followers and you want to be averaging 150 likes per post, you know, like setting those like little goals and then working backwards, like, okay, so I want 500 followers. That means I have to gain 400 followers in the next three months. And I want to increase my engagement. So that's like the amount of likes and comments I'm getting per post. How am I going to achieve that? Well, I need to be posting more frequently. I need to be posting content that resonates with myself and my followers. And the only way you're going to figure out what resonates is if you're posting frequently enough to like, see like, okay, like this post on mental health did really well. This one on interior design, maybe not so much. Maybe people don't really care about my interior design skills or takes, you know, and maybe this one where I'm cooking and talking about like my experiences with therapy as a voiceover did really well. So now I'm going to do the mental health and the cooking with the the voiceover format more often. And hopefully that's going to gain traction and I'm going to get more followers and more likes and so on. In terms of making it more of a career, you obviously need monetization. So reaching out to companies and pitching yourself, saying like, hi, like I'm so-and-so, I'm this type of content creator. I'm super passionate about your brand. I noticed that our values align on X, Y, Z. I see myself creating this sort of content for you. I really would love to discuss this further. If you're interested, I would love to hear back from you kindly, so-and-so. Like making that time, the same amount of time you're setting for goals, put another moment to re- do brand outreach, whether it be on DMs on Instagram or finding the emails of the representatives or the influencer email to reach out to. 
um, the worst that can happen is they say no or they don't answer. There's like no, there should be no like fear or like worry of being embarrassed. Like you're not the only one doing this, but you never know unless you try. Yeah, absolutely. And we love those tips. I'm sure everyone's taking notes right now. I know I'm taking (laughs) mental notes. So thank you so much. We love watching your account grow. Sophia, like Sophia mentioned, Sophia and I have been fans for quite some time. So through the pandemic, um, we love everything that you're doing and we're so grateful to have had you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course.